Hey Eaters! It's Daisy and Abby and we we are are the Eater Eater Girls. So today's podcast, because it's our last podcast of October, we decided to have a more spooky topic. So we will be talking about fear today. Daisy, I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest fear? I think my biggest fear, I've thought about this for a a little bit, and it's about getting behind And I've tied it to the idea of not having enough time. So I rush and I panic. Mm -hmm. And then it's caused a lot of anxiety in my life when I look back at things that have really made me anxious. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is because I just had this fear that I didn't have enough time to do something. And so it makes me really a different person. And so I think I let it consume me. But what about you? Mine's actually very similar. We did not (laughs) talk about these beforehand. Mine's basically I have this weird fear that I'm not doing enough at the moment. And That's I, basically what this is. And yeah. I kind of compare myself to other people a lot. And I'm like, well, this person's doing this mm-hmm. and I could be doing a lot more. So what else can I be doing? And I kind of get that fear. Also, a side note of what I'm afraid of kidnap- being kidnapped is probably the biggest one. <laughs> but in a much more real sense, it's yeah. feeling like I'm not accomplishing enough or doing yes. enough. Um, that really ties in with the time thing because it's it's as if yeah. we should be having something done yes, by a certain yes, time. Yes, yes, which is not yes. necessarily true, but yes. that's one where we are very similar. Yes. And so I think I found this super interesting because in a book we've both read called Flourish by Martin E.P. Seligman, he's a psychologist for positive psychology. Yeah, really cool idea. Super cool idea that we would definitely recommend this book. Um, but basically he talks about the fact that the body creates fear and it's not real But when I say it's not real, I mean, everyone has this, but it's something where we either say yes or no to it in our brain. It's not like a tangible thing. It's not a tangible thing, and it's not necessarily in alignment with reality itself. And so I think that makes it really interesting in that we have the ability to use this fear and control it. For the better. For the better, rather than to let it consume us and change our ways and make us hesitant in the rest of our life. Yes, Yes, curl up in a ball. found this Huffington Post article about the three different uses of fear, why we shouldn't be afraid of it, and how courage and fear go hand in hand. It's super interesting because it kind of goes along with what Martin E.P. Seligman writes about fear and how we convince ourselves of it and how we can actually utilize it for the better of ourselves. But I love this quote. I came to understand that fear doesn't negate courage. It beckons it. Because it's like saying that that fear is not a sign of what you shouldn't do. It's a sign of what needs to change or what you should be like pressing yourself on. Yeah. It's a call to action. Yeah. It, it gives you opportunity to be that courageous person where if you weren't afraid of something, you, you would never know yes. that it was actually like something you could have done. And then they talk, kind of talk about the fight or flight response. And it's the idea of fear keeps us safe in a lot of situations. Like you and I are both very um, aware of where we are at night and like looking around at different people mm-hmm. and making sure we're safe. And that fear keeps us alive every day. Yes. But at the same time, that fear makes us do things that we are very comfortable with, which is a very dangerous mm-hmm. thing because that's where there's no progression in that. And that becomes something that's like habituation. Yeah. So the idea of habituation, the Psychology Today article talks about how it's when our nervous system returns to a more comfortable state, which is a good thing when you happen to be in a very dangerous situation. Once you return to this um, state of habituation, then you know that your body has calmed down, but then we don't go outside and explore. We get into a mode and we can go on autopilot. And then then we're not as aware that we're doing it because we're just naturally doing it. So I think that that ties a lot to the idea that fear is necessary 
So it is necessary. Yes. It's just a ma matter of what you're acknowledging about and how it. how you can control it. Yes. So I think if you don't acknowledge it and you don't say, yeah. oh, I'm actually afraid of this and that's why I have this right, habit right, right. of doing this. Be honest with yourself. Yes. You have to be honest with yourself. I have a huge fear, like you said earlier, about kidnapping. Yeah. I've been in some strange situations walking places by myself where it's just been like, this is not safe yeah. and I can tell that something's off. But I've realized that fear pushed me to be really into kickboxing. Right. I took women's self-defense right. classes all throughout high school, yeah. and I still am really into kickboxing, Dr and my trainer right. is one of my best friends right. because she just has given me so much faith in myself right. where I can protect myself in that fear. Which is all driven by your yes. acknowledgement of your fear yes. and your ability to control it in a way that makes your life more positive. Yes. And I think another idea that this Psychology Today article brings up is that being exposed to more things yes. allows you to have this control and have this awareness. So going out and seeing things that you're more afraid of or being in situations that you're more afraid of, that doesn't necessarily mean walking in a dark alley. No. And, oh gosh, Not I feel like no. so afraid. It's like doing going somewhere that you wouldn't think that you would have gone by yourself. By yourself or something. Traveling alone. But knowing that you have at least some of the abilities to protect yourself. Right. I know I can protect myself in these three ways. And if that doesn't work right. out, at least I gave it my shot and I wasn't living in fear. Right. Walking right. around as if I couldn't yeah. be my, on my own. But the thing is, you never know if you are able to overcome that fear if you never expose yourself. Yes to different situations and new situations, which is so important to Daisy and I both. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people, because they fear something, they shield themselves from it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to know what's out there or what could happen because they don't want to experience the other end of that. Right. But you have to expose yourself because that's what gives you the opportunity to flourish in a much bigger, in the outside world. And so there has to be this balance of like, okay, what is real? What's yeah. reality and what's my fear? And where yeah. do they come together? And where do they completely miss right. one another? Well, and I think when we talk about something like exposure, we also want to think about the fact that you have to be able to experiment with yourself yes. and understand your body so that you can not be afraid. Of or in the case of the self-defense thing, it's like you have to be able to put yourself out there and really give it your all in order to know how strong you can be yeah. and how you actually can protect yourself. It just right. applies to so many different yeah. areas of life and you just have to assess what that fear is for yourself yeah. before you can actually which, go forth with Which is one of the hardest parts yes. of overcoming fear because admitting fear to yourself mm -hmm. is scary. Yes. Quote, have you done word. anything for your own fear to... Um, yeah, the, I think this summer was the time that I was most afraid of not doing enough. And my sister just sat me down and said, hey, Ab, you are 19 years old. You can chill out. And she just put that reality in my head and said, stop being afraid of what you're not doing. Um, so I went to a person, like kind of like a hypnotherapist. She was explaining to me, yeah, you're you're tied to this like anxious thing about time, yeah. anticipation. And like you're rushing and you're panicking. Sometimes you have to stand there and take a full deep breath yeah. and realize it's okay, I don't have actually two minutes. Right, it's right, gonna right, be right, fine. Right. But I feel like we both got the same kind of advice for that, which is yes. take a chill pill, which I think Daisy and I have a reality commonly, check. <laughs> we commonly get that phrase. Um, yes. But one more quote that I wanted to bring up is from one of my favorite books, and it's about a man who survived the Holocaust. And so most of the book is his um, discussion of the events that occurred and his reflection on them. And it talks a lot about the meaning of life. And... After going through the Holocaust, obviously he survived it to have written this book. And he said, 
Fundamentally, therefore, any man can, even under such circumstances, decide what shall become of him, mentally and spiritually. And I think that was really powerful mm. to me because it said that he went through one of the biggest travesties and the thing, and he still said, I could decide what becomes of me now, even though there's a million things I could have been afraid of, but now is my time to decide what I'm going to do with that fear and what I'm going to do with that fear that lives with me, even though I'm not in that concentration camp. Mm -hmm. Like, I can decide. And I think that was so moving. Because... I think when you give an excuse for why that fear is acceptable to consume you, right. you're not in alignment with yourself. You don't want the best for yourself at yeah. that moment for some reason. And so that's a great example. Yeah. You've been through it all. There is every excuse in the world. He's like, been through it all. You know what I mean? Like, this person probably has all grounds to say, yes. I'm going to be afraid the rest of my life and no one would bother him about yes. that. But he's saying, I've done, I've experienced this mm -hmm. and we can all overcome fear and we can make mm -hmm. ourselves better people mentally and spiritually. And that, that's conquering fear. Yes. So I think this relates to the eater girls mentality in that confidence can be uh, really questioned or diminished when we let fears consume us and let them take on reality. And in general, your life is going to be better when you're able to acknowledge these fears so that you're able to use them to your advantage yeah. and become better and push yourself even further because you've acknowledged what is stopping you. Right. Super important. So we want to leave you guys with a question to ponder until our next podcast. How can you start managing fear in a way that makes you more productive? Tune in next week, eaters.